Good morning, everybody, and welcome to another... Oh, he was not... We both got a Z71 kid next to me with a truck. Uh, welcome to another episode of Obsidian Achievement. This is your host, Michael Russin. Thank you for joining me today. Sorry that we missed a couple of days. Uh, I was traveling again. Went to Pittsburgh to see my good friend, my dear friend, uh, Tyler... Uh, it was his uh, 26th birthday, so I'm sorry, we were in Erie, even better, but uh, he has a girl that's in Erie, I uh, got to meet her, I think I met her before, and, uh, a girl that works for me, her name's Kelly, at her wedding, um, but he was there seeing this girl, and uh, we had a great time, um, Tyler and I had lunch together, then we did some work together, then we all went out, we went out to the casino, and I was up late, <laughs> Dude, yesterday was hell. So, you know, you're up late. We're drinking. I get back to my hotel room at 1230, and I just can't sleep. I'm staring at the wall. So 1230 turns into 130, turns into 230, turns into... I said, well, I've got to drive from Erie to Maine. It's nine and a half hours. And I didn't want to miss my daughter's first... Uh, we don't really celebrate Halloween, um, but my uh, we had a homeschooling co-op. Uh, dress up and like, you know, bring some food, stuff like that, you know, like not demonic costumes, like Ada dressed up as a hot dog, right? So, <clears throat> which I didn't even get to go to because I had to run the meetings that I normally run at 11 o'clock at 5 and 5.45. <clears throat> but I, I did get to see her dressed up. So, um, I'm laying there, it's 3 o'clock in the morning and I'm like, dude, I'm just going to go for it. I get in the car, load up, start driving, and I get about an hour in, not, not even 45 minutes. See, the thing is, I'm used to leaving from Mayville. So from Mayville, you drive through Westfield, you get on 90, and you head towards Buffalo, right? You're going to go across New York State, through Massachusetts, so you're going all the way across New York State, all the way across Mass, and then up into Maine, right? See, like, you take 90, uh, to, uh, I can't remember the name of the other highway. It's mostly 90, and then 495, then 95. Boy, oh, oh shit, I just missed my turn. See, I, I see, I can tell I'm still sleep-deprived. My head's not in the game. So, um, so I get 45 minutes in. So I've been on the road 45 minutes. I am dehydrated. There's, no, there's nowhere to stop. It's 3 o'clock in the morning. Everything's closed. No rest stops. I'm 45 minutes into my drive, and uh, I see the sign for Westfield. So at this point, like 45 minutes into my drive, having left for Mayville, I would be getting close to Buffalo. Dude, I see the sign from Westfield because I was down south in Erie. And I been on the road for 45 minutes, and I was just gotten to where I usually would start the journey. I'm on zero sleep. My, my mouth is so dry, I can't even swallow spit. And I seriously came the closest to having a mental breakdown that I've come in recent memory. I I almost started to cry. I swear. I'm like, I'm like I didn't, you know, because you're 45 minutes into it, dude. You're like, I got nine hours left. And it was the longest 45 minutes. I'm like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to pull in at this rest stop up here. I'm going to pull in at this rest stop. Um, I'm going to sleep. 
you know, even if it's just 20 minutes, I'm going to drink a bunch of water. I'm going to sleep. So I'm getting close to the route, dude. I'm driving. I'm driving. It's the Angola stop right before Buffalo. Buffalo people know which one it is. It's the one with the bridge over the road that you walk across. And uh, I'm getting closer and closer and closer. Finally, I see a sign 15 miles. I'm like, this is going to be the longest 15 miles of my life. But I'll be able to kick back in my truck, drink some water, have some food. I was starving. We hadn't really eaten dinner. We went straight to the casino. And I get closer. And then I see the 10-mile sign. And what does it say? No, no restrooms, no food. No, it, all it had was fuel. I about lost my mind. So the next one was 52 miles, the other side of Buffalo. So I had to thug it out to the other side of Buffalo. I pulled into this rest stop. You would have thought I was a wandering traveler in the desert that had just found water. I almost thought it was a mirage. It was a big, on the throughway through New York State, they got these really, really nice rest stops. They're really nice. Like sometimes they have like Shake Shacks, Chick-fil-A. They're modern. They're clean. They've got like sparkling water. Like they've, New York State's done a good job with the rest stops. Um, I, uh, I stopped there and I slept. I think I slept for an hour and about 20 minutes. In the back of my truck, I just, well, I think I woke up because my truck shut off because it had been over an hour and, uh, felt a little better. Um, got back on the road, started driving and I'm like, dude, I, I, I this is going to be the longest nine hours of my life. So I just got on the phone. I spent like two hours on the phone with my wife, an hour and a half, about well, an hour on the phone with Steph, hour uh, on the phone with another business partner, another hour with my wife. And then I listened to uh, Dave Goggins on Joe Rogan front to back. I think it was a three hour long episode. I think now here's, here's some content. That's, that's my story, by the way. That's my story. I thought I was going to die. I was telling my wife, like, I don't think I was going to make it. She's like, what do you, what do you mean? What's not making it? I'm like, I don't know. I might've just set up shop at a rest stop and never came home. (laughs) Just lived off of rest stop food. That that was the worst drive of my life. But, um, so it's his second or third appearance on Joe Rogan to be the most recent episode. Uh, it's three hours long. Now, Dave Goggin, every, every other word out of his mouth is the F word. Like literally, if you listen to him, if a sentence has 20 words, 10 of them are going to be effing. Listen to him. I'm telling you, listen to this podcast. So I don't, you know, Swearing, no swearing. I, I, I mean, and he addresses this a lot, why he swears so much. And he could do whatever he wants. I'm not judging. I swear. You know what I mean? I've dropped a couple on this show, too. Um, I'm just warning you. Just warning. Like, if you're going to play it around your kids, you know, this bro sprinkles in the F word like Parmesan on a pizza, piece of pizza, pizza, piece of pizza, pizza, piece of pizza, piece of pepperoni pizza, <laughs> pizza, pizza. And, dude, he hit on so many great topics. He hit on so many great topics. And, you know, Dave Goggins, to me, is... He's, uh, I want to say this carefully, because other people will say this, but they say it because they're weak. I want to preface this by saying I admire him. I aspire to be like him in many ways. 
a lot of my training protocol and things that I do that I that I talk about with you guys, intentional suffering. I was into Dave Goggins way before he hit the big the, the big scenes. Um, I can remember I was in life insurance. I made my whole team read, read his book, Can't Hurt Me. And <clears throat> I admire him. I think he's an animal. He's a machine. He's a but he's a deeply wounded individual. Um, and what he says is that he studies dark matter. So Dave Goggins was, you know, he was beat. He got the shit kicked out of him by his dad growing up. His dad beat his mom in front of him. Um, he was picked on at school. They called him the N-word because he was the only black kid there. Grew up poor. Um, just, dude, he got, he just got, he really had the short end of the stick to start his life. He's deeply traumatized. But that darkness is what fuels that darkness is what fuels him and you know he talks a lot about studying his his mind he's a stu- he studies and this is what I talk to you guys about all the time with introspection when Dave fails at something or when Dave feels something about something he spends a lot of time studying that emotion those thoughts those feelings and when he's running these crazy races, these 240 mile, 62, 63, 64 hour races, where you basically, you don't stop, you just piss and shit yourself and keep running. Um, when you're running these races, man, I used to run a lot. I used to run voraciously, like five to 10 miles a day, every day. And I do miss it a little bit because I I always and now it comes out when I lift. But there's I so relate to him that you go to this dark dark place. But it's the best place to be. Like Dave exists in darkness. He does. He's a he's a crazy wildly encouraging. He's inspired millions of people at this point. He's literally saved people's lives. Probably hundreds of thousands. But Dave Goggins lives in darkness. And I pray he finds Jesus someday. I really do. I, I've, I've, I've prayed uh, for Dave's salvation many times. Um, because I know that there could be a lot. And maybe he doesn't want to heal. Maybe he doesn't want to heal. Because that darkness is such an edge. I'll tell you, I dealt with that. From 2019 to 2020 to 2021, about um, I well 2018, 19, 20. I was in a very dark period, and I didn't want to get out because it gave me an edge to a degree. Now it almost destroyed my life, but it gave me an edge. I think you have to find what Dave has done is he's found a way to weaponize that dark energy for progress but not let it consume his life. Like, he's not drinking. He doesn't touch alcohol. He obviously doesn't touch drugs. Um, You know, I don't know if he has vices. Uh, I don't know. I think he's married. You know what I mean? I think he's a really... I think overall, he's a pretty decent dude. But you uh, you need darkness to be able to run 240 miles. You need darkness to go through SEALs camp... And then ranger school and fail buds three or four, like two or three times due to injuries. 
you need darkness to be able to run on. He has no cartilage in his knees. The only thing holding his knees together was one little a meniscus that broke the doctor's scalpel. It's a really cool story. you got to listen to that Joe Rogan episode. They pull up x-rays of his knees. Dude, there's nothing there. It's bone on bone. It's running 240-mile races. The darkness, so normal people aren't going to have a clue what I'm talking about right now. Normal people that have never been deeply wounded, um, that have never experienced something traumatic, um, will will never be able to understand, unless you're a little bit, unless you're just a psycho. There, I know some people that have never been wounded, but they're, they're, I don't know if it's a chemical thing or the way their brain is wired, but they're a little bit of a psycho and they have darkness, right? Um, and I don't mean psycho necessarily in a bad way. They're not strangling cats. I mean, maybe they are. I don't know. But at least I don't think they are. They could be, actually, now that I think of a couple people that come to my mind. But you need this darkness, I think, I believe, to go to... You know who I think of? is the Apostle Paul, formerly Saul. This guy persecuted and, and probably murdered Christians. You don't, you don't think that he dealt with... It's in all of his writings. It's so obvious. It's in all of Paul's writings. And I think that the thorn in his side that he talks about, Paul does, and he asked God to take from him three times, and three times God said no, was the darkness. I think that's what the Apostle Paul's thorn is. And again, unless... Many of you probably do not understand what I'm, what I'm talking about. It's that quote where if you stare at the abyss too long, you know, what, what is it? You, you become the abyss. You got to be careful. Like if you stare at people that have the darkness and know what I'm talking about, if you pay too much attention to it, it'll consume you. It'll turn you into an animal, into an absolute animal. And, you know, that it's, it's dangerous. It's, it's very, da- it's literally playing with fire. It's playing, it's like you're playing, it's like you're doing that hula hoop thing that's on fire, but you're surrounded by buckets of gasoline. And it could get out of hand really quick. But that darkness, if you if you access it, and a lot of people have it, but they've got it cemented over. Right? They've got it tucked so far away that they've forgotten that it's there. But it comes out. It comes out when they drink. You know those people that can't drink without turning into a complete ass? It comes out when they drink. It comes out when they're really, really angry. It comes out when they're really, really scared. They never access it until something like that or they're traumatized again. You know, you have some guy whose wife cheats on him and then all of a sudden this dude turns into a violent animal. He always had it. It was always there. And I think it's almost more dangerous to hide it away and not acknowledge it than it is to use it every once in a while. Because when you start to use it every once in a while, you you can tame it to a degree. My darkness is tamed by Jesus Christ. You know, at the end of the day, he holds my spirit, my soul in his in his hands. And that's I can't I can't control it on my own. I know myself well enough. I'm not strong enough to control it because if I dip my toe in that pool and I don't have Jesus, I'm, I'm, I'm going in up over my head. I'm going in up over my head. It's going to completely consume me. But I'm able to dip my toe in that pool every once. So like, 
the darkness is what I accessed when we lost a couple children at very inopportune times. Not that it's ever a good time to lose a child, but you know, I can remember we, we miscarried and then I had a major career change. I accessed the darkness to create a staffing company overnight that became a multi-million dollar a year company. That was the darkness. I had to go to a dark place and figure it out. The darkness comes out when I lift. The darkness comes out in Muay Thai at the end when he's having me do these punch drills where you just one, two, one, two as hard as you can just burn out for 30 seconds. And most people get weaker and weaker through that 30 seconds. I get stronger and faster. Why do I get stronger and faster and the normal person gets weaker and weaker? Because they fatigue. It's like doing sprints on an assault bike. My first set and my 10th set, I'm faster on my 10th set. I'm pouring sweat, I'm sucking wind, but I'm pushing harder. Why? The darkness. And if you know how to use it, and you know how to use it properly, and you're careful, and you have Jesus. See, for, for Dave, I don't know that he has Jesus, so what, what's holding him you know, what's keeping, I think it's just an obsession. He, he's obsessed with this ultra endurance achievement, right? It's, it's all very interesting. But, um, you know, I was thinking a lot about the darkness yesterday on my ride home. And uh, like I said, some of you don't know what I'm talking about. Some of you know exactly what I'm talking about. So he ended um, talking about dealing with haters and I loved what he had to say about it. I related to it so very strongly. He was so basically when he started to get popular, um, another Navy SEAL came out and just started spreading all kinds of lies. Like, dude, made YouTube videos, was DMing his friends and family, saying that he uh, was dishonorably discharged and he was never deployed. Like, Dave has a combat medal from being deployed. And he deployed with this guy. But this guy just came out and said he never deployed. So he's spreading lies and hate. Why? Because he was upset that Dave got popular and he didn't. That simple. He, they both came up in buds together. Dave becomes a superstar. This guy's nobody. So what does he do? He goes after Dave. And he was spreading all these lies and people were DMing Dave's wife. And so what they did, I mean, they got everything on file. They built this book of evidence and, and Dave got a lawyer and he was going to sue him. And he said, I was going to sue him. I was going to bury him, which he would have. I mean, it was a clear defamation case. And he's like, I studied him. I studied him. He's talking about the guy that was messing with him. He said, I studied him. And he said, you know what I saw? I saw myself. Because Dave used to be fat. He used to have very low character. Now he's got all kinds of integrity and character. But he used to be fat, low character. He was a piece of, he was a piece of poop at one point. Dave Goggins was. And he says this. Um, he's like, I studied him. And they said, I saw how I used to be. He said, I saw weakness. I saw a lack of character. I saw a liar. I saw a bitch. And he's like... And he also looked at his family. This guy had a family. He's like, I don't want to take food out of his kids' mouths. You know what I mean? Dave wouldn't even say his name. Wouldn't even slander this guy's name. He could have. He's got every right to, but he wouldn't. So Dave decided to just let it go. And this guy ended up apologizing, taking everything down. Basically admitting he was full of shit. 
And, you know, when you start to study haters, you're, the first thing that's going to become apparent to you is that no, you're never going to get hated on by anybody that's doing better than you, ever. You're never going to get issue. You're never going to have somebody hate on you and attack you that's doing better than you. Never. It's always going to be somebody worse off than you. Every single time. But when you study these people, you've got to have a certain level of self-awareness that you're not perfect either. You've hurt other people. You're not perfect. You've damaged other people. But ultimately, you need to be able to look at these people and just see that they're a bitch. They're bitches. There's nothing... You, you can spend your whole life... This is my thing. Do I want to spend my whole life fighting bitches? Or do I want to focus on me, my family, my career, my businesses, my health and fitness and grow? Because there's, there's no better... I posted this quote yesterday. I said the best way to defeat your enemy is to be nothing like them. The best way to be, defeat your enemy is to be nothing like them. <clears throat> and the best revenge is massive success. So I want you guys to think about these things today. Uh, this is what I was thinking about on my ride home earlier uh, yesterday. And uh, that's it. I'm at Muay Thai. I got to run. I love you guys. Let's get it. Peace.